And suddenly, a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him. Lord, save us. We perish. Why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds of the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men marveled. Who can this be that even the winds of the sea obey him? Good evening if you're on that side of the world where you're just settling down for some dinner and you're about ready to go night-night, go go to bed and catch some Z's. But wherever you're at in the world, glad to have you here. Thank you for joining us here at His Hardline. It is, at least on this part of the world, it is Saturday, March 25th, 2023, and we got some good freezing rain that's falling down here in my neck of the woods, so yee-haw. Glad I'm not working today. I'm also glad I'm not working tomorrow. It's been a great four days off, and I can't believe I'm already reaching the uh, the halfway point of my uh, four-day weekend. That kind of sucks. But, hey, you know what? Come Monday, I'm going to go back to passing gas. I'll get one day off on Friday, go work a little bit more, and then I get another four-day weekend. It's going to be amazing. It's just going to be great. Except on that four-day weekend, we're going to be dropping some money that don't really feel like dropping, but is necessary. My wife and I were getting a... Uh, a reverse osmosis system under our sink so we can have cleaner water because our water is uh very heavily toxic and very very just it's not good don't like drinking it out of the tap um so we're yeah we're going to be getting a reverse osmosis machine so hopefully that'll work and make coffee taste better and all that good stuff so i'm reading through the chat here first off as usual i always like to go through and and uh 
um hold on a second what's going on i always like to go through here and give a shout out to the normal regular everyday listeners that come by and remember just kind of as a uh, in fact let me just put this out there first off because i got to make sure first things first because you know there are all the karens and darens that are out there um let me pull it up na 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 because you know again want to make sure people are very well aware that i am not an expert on certain things so here's my regular disclaimer uh, remember, as I always state periodically on the podcast, I'm not a doctor. I don't wear a white coat. I'm not a financial advisor, a pastor, priest, deacon, bi- biblical scholar. I'm also not a lawyer. I'm not a member of the bar. I don't give legal advice, thankfully. I am also not the official face or voice of the National State or County Assembly. Additionally, I do not advocate for violence. I am my own man. And the opinions, thoughts, and statements are of my own unless I reference other material. So there you go. All righty. So where do I want to start at this morning? Where do I want to start at this morning? So before we get into the reading, so this is episode 495. uh, 495. We'll be doing a reading out of Genesis chapter 24, and then we'll have a little summary. As you can tell, there's a little plus sign by there, by next to the summary. Anytime you see the plus sign, that means that'll be just a single show uh, day. All right, Uh, which means we'll probably get into a little bit more discussion on something else beyond what we just read there in the Bible and after the summary. um, If I don't have a two show day, you know, just to kind of, you know, get, you know, if there's something else out there going on in the world or if I don't really have any real agenda for a second show, I'll have a plus sign where we will talk about like random things, uh, which we'll do more toward the tail end. But before we get started, I do always like to start off the show because I pride myself on um and, and I, don't, I, ha- I hate to use the word pride but um i guess I, sh- I should say i take a lot of passion uh here i think for a better word um for all the listeners that come here on a regular basis because without you guys i wouldn't be i'd be sitting here just talking to blank ether right i, I i'd just be talking to myself and i'd look like a crazy man but you guys really are the ones who share the show, who talk about the show, who share it. And, you know, and I just I want to say thank you for all of you. So I do want to say that if you are a Podbean account holder, again, it's free. Um, you know, I encourage you set up a regular screen name on your on your Podbean. You know, you don't have to put your real name. It could be you know, just whatever. But, you know, set up a, a name of some sort and put on some sort of icon emoji for your profile picture. Again, it doesn't have to be your real face. But this way, I recognize who you are because Podbean gives your account when you sign up. If you don't subscribe or uh, confirm your email, it just gives you a bunch of random letters and numbers. And, you know, if you're, you're doing comments, I can't say, oh, X, Y, one, two, four, eight exclamation mark says, da, da, da. you know, that just that sounds stupid. Um, but, uh, if you have a name there and you got something you want to contribute to the show and you put it in the comment section and it relates to the subject matter at hand, yeah, I will read your comments because this is not just a show that, um, I started for God. Um, and this is not a show, this is not the Jason Jones show. This is a show for all of you, the people. And so I always like to give recognition and give shout outs to people and read their comments on the air if it relates to the, you know, the subject matter at hand. So first off, I'm going to go right down the list. I want to say good morning to my good friend, Randy. I hope he and his wife are doing well. Oscar, I was just reading a comment up there. Good morning, Oscar. Let me see here. Let me scroll up here for a second because I was just saying, I'm like, I hope everybody's got their coffee and their tea ready to go. My beautiful wife hooked me up with some coffee this morning, thankfully. So that was awesome. Um, where did I read it here? Hold on. He goes, coffee 
Check. <laughs> Random trespasser in the backyard this morning? Check. I got to know more about that later on. So maybe, maybe depending on time, maybe I might bring them on. I'm curious about the random trespasser. <laughs> that sounds like an amazing uh, time. I could just see Oscar like going out there and I don't know, just hey, get off my yard because <laughs> that would be me. Get out of my backyard. Oh man, I got a story about that too in my own backyard because I always get a, some random neighbor lady's dog that always likes to come over and drop bombs in my yard. And it just, it's so annoying. All right. Um, let me see. So I want to say good morning to Randy, Oscar, my beautiful wife, Katie here, who I usually like to refer to as like, if you hear me, if I'm addressing my wife, by the way, if you hear me say, uh, address her as love or babe, those are like, you know, our pet names for each other, if you will. Um, rare, very rarely in real life <laughs> outside of the digital world, will I refer her refer to her as Katie or call her Katie because she absolutely hates that. If, if it's not babe, it's love. If it's not love, it's uh, something else. I don't know. It depends on if we're mad at each other or if, if it's a good situation. <laughs> so good morning to my beautiful wife, uh, to Nancy S. Le uh, Leslie Liberty. Good morning. Um, let's see here. Dinah. I hope I pronounce this right. Uh, good morning to Dinah Sindrix. I think I'm pronouncing that properly, hopefully. And then, of course, Rietta and hopefully Donnie. I don't know if Donnie's sitting next to Rietta this morning. I'm not sure if he works on weekends like some of us do. But anyway, yeah, I hope everybody's doing well. Let me just scroll down. Wow, everybody, there's a lot of people saying stuff in the chat here. Uh, let's see here. People are saying we are going to be buying. Let's see, Leslie Liberty saying we are going to buy a water system, too. Uh, we aren't necessarily normal. Rietta says, <laughs> are we ever normal? <laughs> Oscar likes my Darren's my Karen's and Darren's comment. Yeah, it's my new thing now to all the Karen's and Darren's. Uh, what is normal? Nancy says, yeah, there's really nothing normal really. Right. Uh, let's see. I'm just kind of going with that. Man, you guys are writing a book here. I can't, I can't read a book on the air guys. And then, oh, and then good morning to my mom. Coastal runners in the house, coastal runner in the house. All right, let's see. Randy says, I remember the days when they were only a couple of us listening. So this is great. Yeah, it just depends on the day and the time. You know, some days in the evening, especially if it's an evening, you know, I, I, I gather that not a lot of people are morning people, but I gather that a lot of people typically rather listen in the evening. And like I said, the only reason I'm doing a morning show is just because of the simple fact that I like to keep my open, uh, evenings free for this four day weekend with my family. So in case we go and do something on the drop up a dime, I don't have to worry about saying, oh, sorry, guys, uh, your co-host here of His Our Line is out a little late today, and I am not going to be doing another show. So that would not be fair to you guys, which is why I'm here doing a morning show. But come Monday morning, uh, excuse me, come Monday evening, I will be back on the 7 p.m. schedule again. So <clears throat> so there you go. Um, let's see. Everybody's saying good morning. Rietta says we are awake. I hope you're awake because uh, if you're not awake, uh, that might be a problem. <laughs> so... Okay, let's see here. But yeah, no, I what I was going to say is the evening, though, the evening shows always seem to garner a lot more listeners just because I guess people are winding down from their workday or they're driving home or, you know, maybe a lot of people aren't work uh, TV people. So it's really cool when I start seeing the uh, listener list, you know, extend three, four or five pages sometimes. That is really cool. But yeah, Randy was saying, I remember the days when we just had a couple of listeners. Yeah, that was crazy. But you guys are awesome. And I also want to say this as well. Um, to anybody that um, drops little, uh, what do you call them here in Podbean? They're like, they're called gifts, I guess. 
Um, each gift has a pod point uh, amount or whatever. Um, so I do want to say thank you to, uh, I don't know if he's listening on the download side. I know sometimes he'll listen on the Clout Hub side when I do a uh, live stream. But to Clifford Earl for dropping a coffee cup gift. Um, and then, of course, you know, I haven't seen Zero Michigan in a while. Hopefully Zero Michigan is doing all right. But he always does a lot of little gifts and coffee cup gifts and stuff like that. So do appreciate all that. That is really awesome. Uh, so but let's get into the reading. We, again, are reading. What are we reading? Gosh almighty. So, of course, it's Genesis chapter 24. We're reading out of the New King James Version. Um, I have been favoring that version of the Bible lately. Uh, I do like the way it reads. Um I one of my favorites personally is the New American, uh, excuse me, not the New American Standard Bible, the New American Bible Revised Edition. The only reason I like that edition is because it's got the seven apocrypha books in there that is missing from the uh, the normal standard Bibles. You know, because all the regular Bibles, all the normal Bibles, New King James Version, Geneva, all those, right? They all have the sixty six books, but um, I like the uh, the New American Bible Revised Edition because. It has, the, like I said, the seven apocrypha books, and then I also have a, a separate book, which is the book of uh, Enoch. I just like reading all of that, you know. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't uh, discriminate against any of the books. So, okay, let me make sure I'm not missing anybody here. All right, good. I don't think so. So, let me get to my reading here. There we go. All right, so we're talking about the bride of uh, the bride for Isaac here in uh, chapter twenty-four, and it's about oh, this is a fairly long chapter. Holy smokes! Brace yourself, guys. This is about sixty-seven verses. Man, gonna put me to work today. All right, starting with verse one. Now Abraham was old, well advantaged in age. Hold on a second. Forgot something. There we go. Well advantage in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. So Abraham said to the oldest servant of his house, who ruled over all that he had? <clears throat> Excuse me. Please put your hand under my thigh and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell, but you shall go to my country and to my family and take a wife for my son Isaac. And the servant said to him, Perhaps the woman will not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I take your son back to the land from which you came? But Abraham said to him, Beware that you do not take my son back there. The Lord God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family, and who spoke to me and swore to me, saying, To your descendants I give this land. He will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. And if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be released from this oath. Only do not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham's master, Abraham his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed for all of his master's goods were in his hands. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia to the city of Nahor. And he made his camels kneel down outside the city by a well of water at evening time. And when women go out to draw water, then he said, 
O Lord God of my master Abraham, please give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. Behold here, I stand by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Now let it be that the young woman to whom I say, Please let down your pitcher that I may drink, and she says, Drink, and I will also give your camels a drink. Let her be the one that you have appointed for your servant Isaac. And by this, I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. And it happened before he had finished speaking that behold, Rebekah, who was born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with her pitcher on her shoulder. Now the young woman was very beautiful to behold, a virgin. No man had known her. And she went down to the well, filled her pitcher, and came up. And the servant ran to meet her and said, Please let me drink a little water from your pitcher. So she said, Drink, my lord. Then she quickly let her pitcher down to her hand and gave him a drink. And when she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also until they have finished drinking. Then she quickly emptied her pitcher into the trough ran back to the well to draw water and drew for all his camels. And the man, wandering, wondering at her, remained silent so as to know whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. So it was when the camels had finished drinking that the man took a golden nose ring, weighing half a shekel, and two bracelets for her wrist, weighing ten shekels of gold, and said, Whose daughter are you? Tell me, please, is there room in your father's house for us to lodge? So she said to him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, Milcah's son, whom she bore to Nahor. Moreover, she said to him, we have both straw and feed enough and room to lodge. Then the man bowed down his head and worshipped the Lord. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his mercy and his truth toward my master. As for me, being on the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. So the young woman ran and told her mother's household these things. Now Rebekah had a brother whose name was Laban, and Laban ran out to the man by the well. So it came to pass. When he saw the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's wrist, and when he heard the words of his sister, Rebekah, saying, Thus the man spoke to me, that he went to the man, and there he stood by the camels at the well. And he said, Come in, O blessed of the Lord, why do you stand outside? For I have prepared the house and a place for the camels. Then the men came to the house, and he unloaded the camels and provided straw and feed for the camels and water to wash his feet and the feet of the men who were with him. Food was set before him to eat, but he said, I will not eat until I have told about my errand. And he said, Speak on. So he said, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has blessed my master greatly, and he has become great. And he has given him flocks and herds, silver and gold, male and female servants and camels and donkeys. And Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was old. And to him, he has given all that he has. Now my master made me swear, saying, You shall not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites in whose land I dwell. 
but you shall go to my father's house and to my father and take a wife for my son. And I said to my master, perhaps the woman will not follow me. But he said to me, the Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with you and prosper your way. And you shall take a wife for my son from a family and from my father's house. You will be clear from this oath when you arrive among my family, for if they will not give her to you, then you will be released from my oath. Now in this day I came to the well and said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, if you will now prosper the way in which I go, behold, I stand by the well of water. And it shall come to pass that when the virgin comes out to draw water, and I say to her, please give me a little water from your pitcher to drink. And she says to me, drink, and I will draw for your camels also let her be the woman whom the lord has appointed for my master's son but before i had finished speaking in my heart there was rebecca coming out with her pitcher on her shoulder and she went down to the well and drew water and i said to her please let me drink and she made haste and let her pitcher down from her shoulder and said drink and i will give your camels a drink also so i drank and she gave the camels a drink also. Then I also asked her and said, Whose daughter are you? And she said, The daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, whom Milcah bore to him. So I put the nose ring on her nose and the bracelets on her wrist, and I bowed my head and worshipped the Lord and blessed the Lord God of my master Abraham, who had led me in the way of truth to take the daughter of my master's brother for his son. Now, if you will deal kindly and truly with my master, tell me. And if not, tell me that I may return to the, that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. Then Laban and Bethuel answered and said, The things come from the Lord. We cannot speak to you either bad or good. Here is Rebekah before you. Take her and go and let her be your master's son's wife as the Lord has spoken. And it came to pass when Abraham's servant heard their words that he worshiped the Lord, bowing himself to the earth. Then the servant brought out jewelry of silver, jewelry of gold and clothing and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave precious things to her brother and to her mother. And he and the men who were with him ate and drank and stayed all night. Now they, they arose in the morning and he said, Send me away to my master. But her brother and her mother said, Let the young woman stay with us a few days, at least ten. After that she may go. And he said to them, Do not hinder me, since the Lord has prospered my way. Send me away so that I may go to my master. So they said, We will call the young woman and ask her personally. Then they called Rebekah and said to her, Will you go with this man? And she said, I will go. So they sent away Rebekah their sister and her nurse and Abraham's servant and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, our sister, may you become the mother of a thousand, uh, the mother of thousands of ten thousands. And may your descendants possess the gates of those who hate him, them. Then Rebekah and her maids arose and they rode on the camels and followed the man. So the servant took Rebekah and departed. Now Isaac came from the way of Beer Lai Roy. For he dwelt in the south, and Isaac went out to meditate in the field in the evening. And he lifted his eyes and looked, and there the camels were coming. Then Rebekah lifted her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from her camel, for she said to the servant, Who is this man walking in the field to meet us? 
The servant said, it is my master. So she took a veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. Then Isaac brought her into his mother, Sarah's tent. And he took Rebekah and she became his wife and he loved her. So Isaac was comforted comforted after his mother's death. Wow, that's a great story. That is the reading of chapter 24, Genesis chapter 24, verses 1 through 67. Pretty long chapter. Quite the little love story there, huh? Quite the story, quite the story. Wow, that is actually a really, really, really good, uh, that's a really good, uh, I like that story. It's a really good story. Uh, let me just go back here to the chat for a quick second. I want to see who else is new here. I see we got Chris in Michigan. Good morning, Chris in Michigan. Glad to have you here in the house. Um, yeah, Rietta, I do agree with you. Genesis does have a main, have amazing stories. Some stories are kind of disturbing, you know, but, um, by and large, I'd say about 90% of those stories are pretty amazing. Um, without a doubt. Um, let's see. So what did we read here? What did we learn? What does, you know, what does Genesis chapter 24 really mean? Um, and, 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 you know, what we read here. So Genesis 24 describes in great detail how Rebecca came to be the wife of Abraham's son, Isaac. And the story begins with what sounds like a deathbed scene, right? Though Abraham will apparently live another 35 years, Abraham summons his oldest and most trusted servant and commissions the man with a specific mission that he must find for Isaac, a wife from among Abraham's people back in Mesopotamia. Now, Abraham is so urgent that he requires the servant to swear an oath, binding himself to completing this task. More specifically, the servant must not allow Isaac to marry a Canaanite woman, but Isaac must not leave Canaan in order to marry a Mesopotamian woman. So the servant receives a caveat basically here. He says, if he cannot find a woman willing to return to Canaan to marry Isaac, the servant will be released from his oath. And Abraham, though, is confident God will make this happen, even sending an angel to guarantee success. So the servant arrives in Mesopotamia at the town of Nahor, right? Which shares the name of Abraham's own brother. Eager not to fail in his mission, the servant prays to Abraham's God and asks that if any of the young women coming to draw water at the town well offer to water his camels, she will be the one that God has appointed for Isaac. Now, before the servant has finished his prayer, Rebecca enters the scene and does exactly as the servant asked. He immediately gives expensive jewelry to Rebecca. He asked if her family had room to accommodate a visit for, from himself and his company, including their camels. He also asked who her father is. Now, if you think about this for a second, this would be kind of very odd in today's world. Like that would be the equivalent of like going to like, I'm not even going to say Starbucks because Starbucks is an evil company. I refuse to talk about that, but that's like the equivalent of going to some like, I don't know, restaurant, right? Or you go somewhere. It's like the equivalent of going, going to your local watering hole, right? And <laughs> saying, um, or going to the bar, right? Or wherever, right? Restaurant, wherever you name the place that you typically would frequent uh, your local coffee shop and saying to the to the woman, excuse me, uh, may I have a cup of coffee? And um, would you would you buy a cup of coffee for my 12 uh, 
servants and um would you fill up my tank of gas so we can get to the next place we need to go to i mean in today's world that'd be like uh no <laughs> but then it, you know it, then you go further to say oh yeah by the way let's just say you have someone in front of you that is willing to buy you all that coffee and fill up your gas tank right and then you say um who's your who who is your father's name what's your father's name does he have a house big enough that he can provide room and board for me and my 12 men and does he have a place to store my car in a garage so it doesn't get rained on i mean like i think about that it's like what a very uh probably like i don't know when you think of today's standards and today's you know quote unquote normality of societal norms that would be a very weird thing to be asking wouldn't you think i mean very very weird thing but uh yeah i just think about that and i'm like what Boy, what a what a very you talk about taking a leap of faith in God. I mean, really. So, but back to this though. So before the servant had finished his prayer, Rebecca enters the scene and does exactly as the servant had asked. He immediately gives, like I said, he gave her expensive jewelry and asked, you know, for the room. And so when when Rebecca names her father, the servant knows exactly who she is. She is the granddaughter of Abraham's own brother Nahor. Now, this is better even than the servant had hoped. He's thinking, oh, my goodness, this is just too good to be true. There's no way this is taking place. And so he knows now that the Lord had led him to the exact young lady intended for Isaac. I mean, talk about God's will being played out right here before our eyes. And so as Abraham had requested, he found Abraham's kinsman and identified a bride for Isaac. He immediately worships the Lord right in front of Rebecca. And Rebecca hurries home, and soon her brother rushes to the well to welcome the servant of their family member, Abraham. And he invited into, you know, it, Abraham was invited into the home of Rebecca's, you know, or, uh, you know, then he was invited into the home of Rebecca's father, Bethuel, and the servant presents his mission, telling in great detail how the Lord led him to Rebecca. And finally, he asked, if they will give Rebecca in marriage to his master, Abraham's son, Isaac. And they agree, stating that they could do nothing else given what the servant had told them. Again, talk about a leap of faith and trusting in God. I mean, here you get some stranger, a servant from some other land, comes to your home and says, hey, God instructed this. Um, we're taking your daughter if you let her to be the bride of some man that she knows that she, that she doesn't know. I mean, that had, and, and then as a parent to release your daughter, now I get it. There's different cultural norms and stuff that is way beyond our understanding stuff that we don't understand here in Western society. But when you think about that, that that's a little, that's a little, you know, what do you want to say? It's a little hard to just let your daughter go, wouldn't you imagine? I mean, really, that'd be really, really tough. And so anyway, but after a brief negotiation the next morning, Rebecca agrees to leave that very day to travel with the servant to the land of Canaan. And at the end of the journey, she meets Isaac, now who is 40 years old, for the first time. He allows her to live in the tent of his late mother, Sarah, and soon they become happily wed.
what an excellent, excellent story. Really, that's an excellent story. I don't know about the rest of you, but I, I that's a that's a that's a great story in Genesis. Um, it's it's a just a great 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 story. And just so you know, because I always like to make sure I put the credit where credit is due, and make sure I you know I always put it in the reference uh, in the show notes. Just FYI, but I always uh, regardless of the show notes, not everybody looks at the show notes. Um, I do every once in a while, I like to make sure I periodically state this on the air. Um, I get, so I do my reading from the Bible of the new King James version, typically out of BibleGateway.com, um, because I don't have a new King James version paperback version. I have a King James, I have a Geneva 1599 Geneva Bible. I have a, you know, NASB, I got the NABRE. I mean, I got like eight, nine different Bibles, but I don't have a new King James version paperback. So I, I go off of Bible Gateway. And I read the reading from there, the, the the Bible chapter. And then when I go and read the summary of what chapter, you know, that specific chapter is, um, you know, what the summary of that specific chapter, I will go and reference BibleRef.com. That would be BibleRef, like referee, BibleRef.com. So I just wanted to let all you know, um, because again, um, you know, this is something I like to make sure that everybody knows where does Jason get some of this stuff? Where does he get some of his information? Where does he get the reading from? Where does he get, you know, because again, this is all for educational and informational purposes and sometimes entertainment purposes. But again, BibleRef.com is where I get the summary. And then BibleGateway.com is where I get the reading. And every once in a while, like like uh, Rietta was saying here, I'm glad she brought that up. Sometimes I will even reference some stuff from gotquestions.org. That's another great reference, gotquestions.org. That's a very, very great reference. Thanks for putting that in there. But yeah, that's a very great story. I absolutely love that. It's a it's a good one. Um, so anyway, um, so there's that part of the reading. <clears throat> Let me take a sip of coffee. I suggest all of you take a sip of coffee or tea here. Let's see here. Got my hishardline.com coffee mug, by the way. If you're uh, watching on Cult Hub, I got it right here in the live stream. His Hardline coffee mug um, made by my good friend Randy. And if you want anything made from Randy and his wife, you can email them at justcraftingaround the number two at gmail.com. It's spelled J-U-S-T-C-R-A-F-T-E-N-A-R-O-U-N-D, the number two at gmail.com. It's just crafting around the number two at gmail.com. So there you go. So Randy was just asking me, speaking of Randy, he says, Jason, what would you do if Haven came home with a nose ring and bracelets in a story like this, um, <laughs> I don't know. First off, if I saw a nose ring in her nose, I'd be like, get that out. Get that out. Is that even real gold? Because if it's real gold, we're hawking that thing right now and we're trading it for silver, for starters, <laughs> in today's world. Um, and if a servant came bringing all this stuff, bracelets, and 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 gave me a story like that, I don't know. In today's world, I'd probably go get my gun and be like, get out. Get out of my house right now. Get out, you freak. I uh, No, that is insane. Go. Now, if we're talking about days back before Jesus's time, like Genesis, right? The time of Genesis. Well, 
I mean, I know evil existed back then too. Um, I don't know. I guess it just, man, I don't know. That'd be a real tough one to be, to be quite frank with you. I, uh, that boy, even back then, I don't know. That's a very good question. That's a solid question, Randy. I don't know. Even back then, I don't know what I would do. I mean, I believe and trust in God and I put all my, I surrender my life to God. There's no doubt. But yeah, I mean, if we're talking in today's world, somebody came out to me and be like, hey, I got all this jewelry. I got all this stuff for your wife um, or for your daughter. And um, God said that we need to take her to be a wife for somebody else. Um, I'd be like, uh, you, you need you need to leave. You need to leave right now because what you're saying makes you sound crazy. <laughs> um, let's see. Rietta was saying, Jason, can you put Randy's info into your Telegram uh, chat again? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me. Oh, oh, in Telegram. Yes, I can do that. Let me also put it right here in the chat, though. Just crafting around the number two at gmail.com there's that um coastal runner says good question uh randy says laugh my butt off i i, I assume that's what l m b o stands for laugh my butt off uh and then rietta says the most important question is do they know and love jesus yeah that's a that's a very good question that's a very good question yeah and uh, Rietta says, as a mom of four adult kids, pick your battles. It's about their heart and not the outward appearance. That's very true. That is very, very true. I guess it'd be hard for me being it's my one and only daughter. <laughs> you know, like, wait, wait, you want to come in my house and take away my one and only daughter? Get out. Get out right now. <laughs> you don't even want to sit here for a month and like get to know this family? Get out. <laughs> Let me take some coffee. Take a sip of coffee real quick. Mm-hmm. That's good coffee. I like that coffee. Um, Rietta says, trust me, it took time to get to that point of picking my battles. Yeah, but in all seriousness, though, when that time comes, though, when somebody wants to come and take my daughter's hand and, uh, you know, ask for her hand in marriage, it's going to be a very tough day. But if it's the right man and they got their heart with Jesus, right? I mean, it has, they have, like you said, it has to be a man that has the heart of, you know, has Jesus in their heart. I don't think it'll be as hard as I think it'll be. If I see that God has made a good, solid man for my wife, for my daughter all day long, all day long, like no problem, no problem. Um, Oscar says, clean out the clean, clean. Clean out the shotgun and just listen, but say nothing. <laughs> That's freaking great. Oh, man. Of course, my mom's bringing up my past wardrobe. She says, Jason, it was hard for me dealing with you and your baggy pants period of your life. Yeah, I had a, uh, I used to wear pants so baggy, guys. You could probably fit a bowling ball in my back pocket. They were so baggy. It was very, it was, uh, it was very bad. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, hammer time, Oscars. <laughs> That's freaking funny. <laughs> do, 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 Yeah, I look like a freaking genie that couldn't cast any wishes or, you know, grant any wishes. It was bad. Can't touch this. Oh, nobody wouldn't want to touch that. I look like a freak back then. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Remember the parachute pants? No, you know what pants I had? Maybe this is what you're talking about, Rietta. Um, those nylon, uh, not, was it nylon? 
I can't remember what the material is called, but they're like gym pants, right? Maybe that's what you're talking about, the parachute pants. So when you walk, all you hear is this, like it sounded like two bags rubbing together. Is that what you're talking about? Because I wore a lot of those too. Oh, man. Oh, she says, no, not those. Yeah, I remember wearing gym pants like that. It was bad. So a um, couple topics I did want to bring up. Let me take another sip of coffee real quick. I'm going to have to reheat my coffee. I'm not drinking it fast enough. Man, that's a, that's tragic. So, as you know, I subscribe to Bix Weir, who is a silver. Um, he watches everything in the silver markets and what's going on and, and what's happening with the Fed. Like, he keeps his finger on the pulse of everything. So, just yesterday, he dropped an email first thing in the morning, Friday morning. It said, Red Alert, Janet Yellen and the Fed had a, an emergency meeting. Um, and it seems like they have no options. And of course he says, it's still not too late to try to save yourself with silver. He says the fed is trapped. Janet Yellen has called for the emergency meeting this morning with every head of every U S financial regulator. There's just no panic here. And he just, it urges people, make sure you buy your silver, trade your fiat dollars, which is failing and diminishing in value for silver while you still can. Um, it's very, very interesting what's going on there because um, I was trying to do a little more digging on that. I was just kind of curious what I could find. And this is what I found. Let me see here. Where, where did I find that? Right here. So I, I know I don't really like to, I don't really like to quote uh, fake news agencies and stuff like that. But this one article relating to that is from CNBC. Um, and it does say right here, uh, nearly, and this is very interesting, nearly a hundred billion dollars in deposits were pulled from banks and officials call the system yet still sound and resilient. Okay. So it says regulators again, assured the public that the banking system is safe as fresh data showed customers recently pulled nearly a hundred billion in deposits. Treasury secretary, Janet Yellen. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell and more than a dozen other officials convened a special closed meeting of the Financial Stability Oversight Council on Friday. Let's see, it continues to say a readout from the session indicated that a New York Fed staff member briefed the group on market developments, quote unquote. The council discussed current conditions in the banking sector and noted that while some institutions have come under stress, the U.S. banking system remains sound and resilient, as they say, a statement said. Now, I want to point something out. Whenever the fake news, and this is why I'm reading this, remember, whenever the fake news says something, reverse it and take that as the real news. So when they tell us it's sound and resilient, that means what, guys? It is crumbling and ready to be destroyed. It is not sound and resilient. And this is why I read sometimes the fake news. Because, again, whatever they tell you, you take it, flip it around, because that's what evil likes to do. They take everything and reverse it, right? So I, that's what I do. I read these things and then I, I flip it on its head and I reverse it. So that was one thing I thought that was pretty interesting. Here's something else that I thought was interesting that you guys might find kind of interesting. Uh, NPR, 
you know, your face, speaking of your favorite, <laughs> your favorite. Yeah. I like that word, Oscar. Uh, yeah. Instead of sound and resilient, solvent and fragile <laughs> help. Yeah. That is exactly it. That is perfect. Um, Oscar was also saying a few chats up was the meeting at Jekyll Island asking for a friend. You know, I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know. I'd like to know where that meeting was held at asking for a friend. I love when people say that asking for a friend. Cause that's like your own spin of being a smart aleck. I love it, but no, check this out. NPR lays off 10% of workforce and cancels four podcasts. Yeeha. You know what that tells me guys? Now this is, I'm reading this article from the gateway pundit, but you know what that tells me with, with 10, with NPR laying off 10% of their workforce and canceling four podcasts. That tells me that people are losing more and more faith by the day in this stupid establishment, fake news media um, outlets, ABC, CNN, Fox, NPR, BBN or whatever it is, BNN. I, I don't know what the heck it is. The British, whatever the that that one, right? People are losing faith in these fake news outlets because they know they're being lied to. BBC, thank you, Nancy. Goes to show you how much I listen to BBC. Here's another little article I thought was kind of weird. And I used to love Panera Bread. I mean, I still kind of do. Their baguettes are great. But Panera Bread to introduce palm scanners. Now, I want to know if this is true because I want to see. We have a Panera Bread right up the road from us. It says Panera Bread to introduce palm scanners next month that will store its customers' biometric data for its loyalty program and cashless payment. What the hell is that? You serious? Yeah. Says Panera Bread is implementing palm scanners, which the company claims will make it easier for customers by linking their fingerprints to their loyalty accounts and allowing them to use their palms as a form of contactless payment. Well, first off, using your palms is not contactless. That's disgusting because now you're going to put your hand on a scanner that like a hundred other people a day put it on. No, thanks. That's gross. Says Panera is using Amazon's palm scanner or a cashless checkout technology which is being used in more than 200 establishments in and outside of the company and there's a quote today it says today panera bread announces announced its planned rollout of amazon one as a loyalty identification for my panera its industry leading loyalty program with 52 plus million members and a contactless payment method end quote the company announced wednesday and then another quote, the technology is deployed at select bakery cafes in Panera's hometown of St. Louis with plans to expand to additional locations in the coming months. Panera is just the first national restaurant company to use Amazon One as both a way for guests to pay and access their loyalty account with the palm, it added, end quote. I'm not going to continue reading this because it's a very long article, but um, the gist of it is... Um, yeah, I ain't I ain't going there. Nope. That's bull crap. No thanks. That is definitely one place I'll be boycotting for sure. That, that's uh, that's right, Rietta. She says they are really pushing the chips. Boycott. Yep. Leslie Liberty was saying all they got rid of most of the cashiers in their stores. Self checkout, credit card only. Really? I'm curious. I need to go stop at my Aldi. I wonder if they implemented that at our local Aldi. You know, that's crazy. The more I start seeing this, I tell you, it really is. Yeah, oh, it's, it's sad and troubling. I'm with you, Riata. Keep using cash. 
Yeah. You know, this makes me want to just not use my debit card. This makes me want to go the extra step and just go every, every time we do grocery shopping or whatever, and just go get cash from the ATM and just pay with that because I refuse to comply with this system. This system needs to crash. Man, that's crazy. Leslie Liberty continued to say, as far as Aldi goes, he did it fast. And she also says, I always use cash. I spend less than, you know, that is a good point. I think that's a Dave Ramsey tactic too, actually. When you do the envelope system, right? You you designate a certain amount of cash for certain things. It keeps you within budget. You know, that's a good point. I should start doing that again. We used to do that. I got lazy. Once we got debt-free, I got lazy and we kind of spent a little bit more willy-nilly. I need to get back to that. That's a good idea. Um, Rietta was saying out here, Aldi has always been self-checkout except one or two cashiers. Yeah. You know, I've never seen a self-checkout at an Aldi. I wonder if they implemented that in our local Aldi, because I know they've been renovating a lot of Aldi's too and building new ones. I wonder if we got one. I have to look now. Hmm. Very, very interesting. Um, here's a couple sound bites I want to play real quick. This is kind of interesting, um, regarding kids and parenting today. I think this is very, um, worth the listen but before i play let's see here uh coastal runner aka my mom uh she says i think in blue states the credit slash debit card um only thing happens there huh nancy says i only use my debit card at the gas station um yeah that's interesting but she yeah she says not in florida though because you know florida is a red state all right let me play this this is worth the listen because i think it's very important when my sons were 10 and 12, I bought them an Xbox and they were in the basement. They were playing one day, they were playing Madden. A fight broke out because one of them scored too many points or kept throwing deep too much and ended up in a wrestling match, screaming, yelling, trolls getting thrown everywhere. So I went downstairs, took the Xbox out, put it in my closet to go find something else to do. I told some of my friends that and their response was, oh, I wish I could take my kid's Xbox away. Oh my God, it would be so nice if I could just take it away and I was like why can't you a few years later my youngest was 14 and we we're going to get him his first cell phone but based on the way that my 16 year old had treated his smartphone we're like we're not going to get him a smartphone we go down to the cell phone store and they had flip phones your basic phone call text that's it and we started to uh, to purchase one for my 14 year old he wasn't happy my 16 year old looks over and kind of is smirking while he's texting away on his phone and he's like oh wow sucks to be him and I said, come here, this one's going to be yours. I should have seen the look on his face. He's like, are you really? Seriously? I'm like, yeah, sit down. We got to set it up and switch it over. Give me that phone. We're going to get you this one as well. I put a picture of that on my Facebook page. And the comments and the people that talked to me in the week after was, oh, I wish I could do that. Oh, man, you're so lucky. I wish I could take my son's photo and my daughter's. I wish I could. And I'm like, why can't you? A little while later, I was coaching Little League Baseball. And... It was an all-star team for the summer, and uh, we got our uniforms in for the kids, and the uniform pants were white, straight white. So we told all the kids. We had a a meeting with the team. We said, listen, do not wear these pants to practice. We don't want to get them dirty. We want to look presentable when it's time to play the game. So only wear your practice pants or something else. Do not wear the white pants until it's a game. First practice, one of the kids shows up, runs onto the field, wearing his white game pants. And I look at him, and I said, hey, you're not supposed to be wearing those. And he kind of gives me this, okay, and runs onto the field. So I turn around and his mother's sitting there leaning on the fence. And I looked at her and she looks at me and she goes, kids, am I right? I tried to get them not to wear them, but I mean, what are you going to do? And I'm like, a lot. So my point to those stories is 
everybody talks about kids these days, kids these days, no respect, kids these days, these kids, these kids. It's not these kids. It's these parents. Who's the parent in the house? If you can't take the Xbox away, if you can't take the cell phone and exchange it that you're paying for, if you can't tell them not to do something, who's the parent in your house? It's not kids today. It's parents today. That's right. I like that guy. That was an awesome video. When I ran across that on TikTok, I was like, man, this sounds like what my dad would have done. Look, here's the thing. My dad and I may have had some little, uh, you know, disagreements on things and you know just you know there's a history there but let me tell you something about my dad my dad sounds like this dad all right because i'll never forget one day when i was in high school okay again because he my dad would have the same exact uh philosophy as this guy my crap got taken away if i did something wrong he didn't just say you know roll over i mean my dad was a hard listen i know this is a bible podcast but i'm just gonna say my dad was a hard ass all right. Um, he, he turned me into the man that I am. And no, that's not to be a, that wasn't a snowflake either. You know, he always taught me if somebody hits you, you hit them back, you fight back, you defend yourself. But if I ever catch or catch wind that you start a fight, your ass is grass. He's always told me that don't, don't let me ever hear of you starting a fight or bullying someone. Cause you and I are going to have something to talk about, but back to taking things right how parents don't want to take things because they don't want to look like they're being mad or you know being the bad guy right one day when i was in high school (laughs) i had a job at a pallet factory the guy that i worked for he owned a pallet factory a trucking company and a cranberry farm guy had a lot going on that i worked for good boss it was my first boss well anyways one day after school i didn't feel like going to work and I was driving at this time. I had my own car. And I came home, didn't feel like going to work because I was lazy. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, I was lazy. And um, Rietta was asking, can you post that video to your channel? Yes. Let me do a screenshot of this so I don't forget. Hold on. Because I will forget. I always say I'm going to post something and then I end up forgetting. Let me do a circle over this video so I don't forget. All right, and done. So this way, that'll be a reminder to post that video. Um, yes, I will definitely post that. Um, uh, I'm just reading through the quick comments here. Okay, and so, uh, wow, Retta, I just caught this comment. She says, I smashed a bunch bunch of inappropriate CDs of our oldest son once. Nice. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> That's freaking great. Wow. So back to like what my dad did. So I called off sick. I called off sick, even though I wasn't sick. I called my boss. I said, Hey, I'm not feeling good. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to have to stay home. Okay, boss. Yeah, no problem, Jason. Feel better. Okay. Thanks, Tom. So I'm sitting there watching TV thinking, man, this is great. Get to have an afternoon to myself, watch TV. Then my dad comes home a little earlier than he typically does. I was like, "Uh Oh, my dad walks through the house and he walks in. Like I said, he's a truck driver. So he went through, you know, 10, 11 hours worth of BS, you know, dealing. Cause I know, I know what truck drivers deal with. I'm, I am one. It's it, you, sometimes you deal with crap days, dumb drivers. And, uh, he walks through the door, puts his lunchbox down. He goes, what are you doing here? I said, Oh, uh, it was slow at the shop. 
And uh, Tom said that, you know, he didn't need, you know, need me today. So he said, if I wanted to, I could take the afternoon off and report back tomorrow. Oh, okay. So he goes and picks up the phone, dials it. Uh Oh, and I hear him on the phone. This is where phones, you know, had cords on them still guys, you know, and uh, he's making the phone call. Hey, Tom. Yeah, Mike. Hey, just uh, I saw Jason here. He's sitting on the couch watching TV. He was telling me that you you were pretty slow there at the at the factory there, and uh, that you didn't need him. Is that is that right? Oh, oh, uh huh. Okay. Um, he just got better. Yeah, he'll be up there in a little bit. Okay. All right. Yep. You too, Tom. Bye bye. Good. He turns over to me. Um, you got two choices. You either get better fast and you go up there and you work, or I take your car for a month. I was like, oh crap. Needless to say, a miracle happened in that very second and God healed me and I got to keep my car and I got to keep my job and I went to work. I will never forget that lesson because you know what that did to me, guys? Here's what happened. Here's what happened with that lesson. I have a hard time now to this day calling out sick when I'm not really sick. That lesson stuck with me. (laughs) That lesson stuck with me. And I I do. I have a hard time calling out sick when I'm not really sick. I'm reading the commentary. Nancy S. was saying, OMG, my daughter played volleyball in her high school. I would have to look for her after practice to take her home. We battled briefly about it. So I showed up one night in in my PJs and tracked her down. Problem solved. (laughs) Freaking great. Oh, man. That's freaking awesome. You know, speaking of that, my dad always said that to me too. If I ever catch you walking out of this house, boy, with your underwear showing outside, you know, with your underwear showing and your pants dragging halfway past your, you know what? I'm going to make you go to school in your underwear. You want to show your underwear? I'll make you go to school in your underwear. You want to show your underwear outside your jeans? I'll show you. You, We'll make that happen. Needless to say, I had a belt. I had baggy jeans, but I never let my rear end show. (laughs) i tell you what my dad didn't play look my dad may be you know he may have been you know he may have done some things incorrectly as a parent all right looking back on it he he may have done things maybe a little harshly but you know what he was still a good father and he 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 turned me into the man that i'm I'm mostly in now i've evolved in a lot of other areas because of god because there are some things that i you know that my dad you know, like I said, I'm not taking anything away from him, but there are some things that was not correct. But because of God, my main father, he's the one that corrected all the wrongs in my in my life and corrected what needed to be corrected that, um, you know, that was missing, you know. But man, I love that story that Nancy told. That was that's amazing. And Rihanna, she's freaking smashing CDs. That's another good one. Wow. That is that is pretty creative. Wow. I bet your daughter hated you after that <laughs> but yeah we do need more parents like our parents we do need parents like that um i mean it's just man 
Ooh, man, that is, that is funny. So here's something else I also want to play too, real quick. So here's something back to like millennials. This is pretty funny too. You guys will probably, <laughs> oh, he, I'm sorry. Yeah, he must have been very upset. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, your son must have been really PO'd. <laughs> That's freaking great. Here's another one regarding millennials. Let's play this one real quick. A Gen Z person asked me why millennials hate talking on the phone, and I was like, it's simple. We were programmed at an early age to keep that phone line open so AOL could work. And he paused and said, I have no idea what any of that means. A Gen Z person asked me why millennials hate talking on the phone, and I was like, it's simple. <laughs> I have no idea what any of that means. See, the, the Gen Z generation have no idea what this sounds like. <laughs> They will never understand this sound and what it means. They'll be like, what is this, a fax machine? What is this? Did, did, the, did the internet break? What is going on? Did, did, did the internet break? Oh, my God. Is my iPhone going to work? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, Mom, I think, I think Facebook's you breaking. Got mail. Oh, wait, you got mail. Wait, how does it know I got mail? Do I need to go to the mailbox? Like, seriously, that's what Gen Z would be like. They'd hear that sound of like, Oh my God, it's the end of the world. They would hear that sound. They'd be like, like, seriously, to them, that would be the end of the world. They hear this. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa what's going on? What, what is this? Oh, internet broke. <laughs> oh man. Today's kids, man, I tell you, they have no idea. They have no idea. I mean, really, they, they, they really don't. Um, they just have no idea. You know, but I, 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 I will say this. I have a lot of faith and trust in today's generation. I really do. I really do. Um, my wife was just saying right here. Exactly. That's why I hated talking on the phone. I blame AOL. <laughs> this is true. My, my wife hates being on the phone. She hates small talk. Um, Coastal runner, my mom, she was saying that sound and it was so slow. <laughs> Oscar says that was 30, that was 30 minutes of waiting for some computer action too. <laughs> yeah, that's no kidding. And sometimes it sucked when it wouldn't go through. It would take forever to get connected to the internet. Oh my Lord, it would it take forever. Rietta was saying, I can't imagine what would happen if the internet went out. That would, they would freak. Yeah. Um, they freak over adver uh, over any adversity. That's true. Leslie Liberty, they do. Um, oh my gosh, that is, that is, that is so funny. That is just so funny. Um, all right, we're going to just zap you. I don't, I hate when people do this. We're going to block that person who decided to drop a link here in the chat. You know, that's just, I tell you, I hate when people do that. That's like a moment, you know, like, it's just like, come on, man. Like, don't, don't be rude. Yeah. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. You don't post that crap in somebody else's channel. Get the heck out of here. Man, I tell you, don't click on that, people, all right? That's <laughs> so stupid. Um, here's one other thing real quick. Let me turn down the volume on this because all it is is just a news thing. So apparently Putin orders the, the destruction of all COVID-19 vaccines in Russia. I hope that's true. That was uh, so by an article that was written by Michael Baxter, March 4th of 2023. Um, yeah, apparently Russian President Vladimir Putin had ordered the destruction of all COVID-19 vaccine stockpiles on Russian soil, citing an undeniable connection between what has been dubbed the Moscow Vax and a sudden surge of HIV infections in vaccinated people. 
Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um, that is absolutely insane. So yeah, good for him. Glad that, that, that took place. But, um, I guess I think that's about really it. Don't really have too much more going on here. Um, just reading through the chat here. Oscar says Bard's adventure in Diablo. Rietta says, I knew you would block them. Oh yeah. They went bye-bye. Ain't going to freaking come back here and, and do that crap. I hate when people do that. You know, it's like, come on. Like that is, that is very rude. Like, look, I like getting my podcast out there, but you don't go on other platforms and start dropping your link. I mean, seriously, but whatever, you know, that's, that's people being rude. Um, and then one thing, see, just curious, see here. Yeah. Let's see. Just curious when they say destroy, how do they do that? Burn, dump, et cetera. Yeah. Oh boy. I tell you people, 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 people. So anyways, we're going to end this in the prayer. More than likely, I want to let you guys know my daughter and I, we might do a heavenly moment today. I'm not sure it won't be right after this show, but we will be doing a heavenly moment. We're probably, I'm going to, after I close out the show, we're going to go upstairs have some breakfast, and then we will come back and do a Havenly Moment show. Uh, so I think that would be good. Um, yeah, and my wife was saying, yeah, she wants to do one. So we'll probably eat some breakfast, get some coffee. Um, yes, I'm going to enjoy myself a mimosa with freshly squeezed grapefruit juice and orange juice. It's going to be a good time. And so we're going to close this out with a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you so very much for this time together. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for my family. Thank you for the community here, the friends and family that always come here to His Heart Line. May this family expand and may they continue to share the show and bring more people here to show and share how much fun we have over here. We thank you for this platform. We thank you for your Bible. We thank you for your stories and the lessons. And we just continuously pray that you always guide our hearts, our minds, our souls guide our thoughts and our words, as well as our actions. May these actions that we act on be in alignment with your divine plan. And we just want to say thank you for all that you do for us. We pray for our country, the assembly of counties, the assembly of states, and we pray that we get good, solid, godly people in our assembly so that we can return back to freedom, liberty and sovereignty once and for all, where we can get rid of big brother government out of our lives and we can just take care of our own lives and have our own accountability for what we do and how we live without trespassing on other people's lives. We thank you for your Holy Son, Jesus, and the sacrifice that he gave for us. Rietta says, Lord, please strengthen us to run the race you have called us to. I love when she puts those prayers in at the very end. It's like she drops it right at the right time. And we're going to say, oh, wait. And, and of course, Randy says, thank you, Jason. God bless, protect, and guide us all. Yes, thank you. And then we pray all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. And like I said, just like Rietta does, feel free to drop a quick line or two or three or four or five or how many God puts on your heart here in the chat. I will try to remember to read the chat as I pray because I do. And I will pray. I will add that into the prayers. I'm serious, guys. It could be anything as long as there's no bad words in there. Or, you know, you're saying, hey, God, uh, don't don't put in there. Uh, God, bless me with a million dollars. I probably won't put that in there. That sounds a little weird. <laughs> but if like you're praying for healing for somebody or a correction in somebody's marriage, you know, maybe the Holy Spirit to work in somebody's marriage. Um, absolutely. I'll, I'll put that in. 
Maybe somebody's dealing with a cancer, you know, something, you know, tumor or cancer. I'll, I'll put in a prayer for that. But if you put in there, uh, dear God, uh, help me, um, help get my debt be gone. Like make my debt go away. You know, I want Nassar Jassar to happen or something like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to put that in the prayer. <laughs> That'd be kind of a little weird, but, um, or you could do like Rietta was saying where she put right here, simple, but awesome. Lord, please strengthen us to do, to run the race that you have called us to. She has great one-liners. So I always encourage everyone, Rietta, everyone, Randy, anyone, my mom, doesn't matter who it is, put it in the chat. I'll add it to the prayer. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Rietta says, have a wonderful day, everyone. You guys are a great start to my weekend. I'm glad you are a great start to my weekend, everybody. And wherever you're at in the world, I hope you have a blessed day, blessed night. And we will be back here, remember, tomorrow at 9 a.m., tomorrow at 9 a.m. And But to later on at some point, I'll put it in the True Social and Telegram chat. Just be on the lookout. It'll be after breakfast. Me and my daughter, or I should say my daughter and I, we will be doing a Havenly Moment. But as far as the, uh, the uh, normal show, we'll be back here at 9 a.m. tomorrow. God bless, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll see you back here a little later on after breakfast. Bye-bye. And suddenly, a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him. Lord, save us. We perish. Why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men marveled. Who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him?